All right. Well, thank you for having me preach again. Um, I know you have to endure it for at least another time. Um, but today we're going to be in Genesis 11. Uh, Genesis 11, uh, right at the beginning of your books there. Uh, we're going to be in verse 1. Uh, and we're going to be talking about a kind of almost a controversial topic. Now, it's, it's really, it's kind of weird. Um, a lot of different factors that go into it. And certainly something that is missing from society today, um, it's, but something that has to be dealt with in a balance. Um, so Genesis 11, uh, verse 1, uh, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime they had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city, and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and a tower of which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad the face of all the earth. Let's pray. Um, Lord, I just thank you for this time. Lord, we can come together on a Sunday night, on a weekend, Lord, and just come together to worship you um, through your word, Lord. Lord, please give me the words to say clearly and just to make sense. And just uh, let me preach your word and what you've laid upon me, Lord. Uh, ask these things in your name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Um, so the state of the time, uh, or kind of the state of the people at the time. So this is about roughly, I'm going to say, I think, I think uh, about 100 years, give or take, uh, after the flood of Noah. So it, they've had some time to kind of break off um, the three sons of Noah, um, and they broke off, and then they split up, or that's what they were supposed to do anyways. Um, this point in time, it's, it's kind of almost the world's gone back to its state pre-flood, more of a, a little bit selfish state of existence. Uh, the people on earth are once again following the same habits. They're straying away from God. Um, they've already set them idle up as themselves. They are trying to rely on no one but themselves. Um, they are trying to become the main power of the world, uh, trying always to um, top God. Um, and they're setting up their strength as their pedestal, as their worship. So their idol right now is basically themselves. Um, and, they, and they know God exists. Um, it's not been enough time yet. They, they know God exists. Um, but the thing for them is that they are challenging him, like, almost, like basically a challenge on a one-on-one. Um, so yeah, so there's a decent, there's a decent time, time jump from chapter 10 to uh, Genesis 11. In chapter 10 and to chapter 10, we kind of see a genealogy of Noah, kind of just ending his story of like where everyone went off from his sons um, and how that story ended. And then we move directly into the Tower of Babel. So definitely gap time here. And we see that the people building the tower have technologically progressed past Noah. There also be, seems to be a good amount of people uh, around this time. So definitely the, they've already multiplied a good bit from Noah. <laughs> so, yeah, and again, even after the condemnation of God, the flood, I mean, that's uh, the 
after that point, God kind of reset, reset the human race basically back to Noah because he was just um, the, the men were just deep in sin, and it's and they're right back again. Uh, they are already just reversing back into that culture, and this can be attributed to a couple different factors. One of all, uh, man is always going to sin, right? Uh, it's in his sin nature with Adam and Eve. That's where it first started. It's also the problem, I think, also of Noah. Um, and Noah, obviously, is uh, attributed to uh, good things. He uh, was a man of faith. Um, you, obviously, you have a lot of faith um, in what he did to build the ark. But I think where Noah failed to do was he actually failed um, to pass his beliefs on to his kids directly or his children directly to kind of, um, you know, I, I, we heard uh, from camp, and a lot of you guys went there, and we talked, Patrick talked about it a couple weeks ago, is uh, passing the baton or passing the baton of a family. And I think Noah really failed to do that, passing on um, the honoring of God. Uh, it, it just wasn't there. And so this kind of started a domino effect of is Noah's sons, again, they're failing to do it to his sons and so on and so forth until we get to this point here in the Tower of Babel where we're just in a state of sin nature already. <clears throat> it's also, I think, uh, the splitting of... The, so Noah's son, they split up. I think also that could be kind of maybe of an allegory, a symbolization of uh, Noah's sons kind of leaving from the path of God almost. Um, they set the tone of how their families would be raised, um, and I don't think it was necessarily a good one. Instead of finding the strength in God, the people of the world found strength in men. The worship of men really diluted the minds of the people. In contrast to today's world, the world tried to one-up God back then. I feel like today's world more leans to rejecting God, almost rejecting God and just putting him out of existence like he's not there. And it's... It, and we're still, we're still thinking now, we're just separating God completely, and we're focusing on ourselves now. And back then, they, they knew God existed, they, and they still anyways, um, they wanted, um, how do I put this, uh, they still challenged God for superiority. Um, and this, you know, this has been um, a fact throughout all the time. Um, uh, we see, but one thing does remain, uh, even through all of time, uh, it's God's word, and it's the various persecutions remain, but it's the strength of men always will fade, but God is the only one who stays the same. Uh, and, we've, yeah, we've seen this uh, plenty of times through, uh, you know, persecutions uh, in the early centuries, you know, and then throughout um, Catholicism uh, around, like, I think the 1400, or 1400s, 1700s. Um, give it for that timeline, but um, and the strength of men was really on on a pedestal there. But each time those empires and those persecutions, they all faded away. And there's been only one constant, and that is God's word. And it's just um, it's really interesting how each time men reverts back to the same the same thing as about the strength of man. Um, so let's really kind of take a look and uh, break down the qualities of man. Uh, what does he base himself off of? So, one, um, the ignorance of man. <laughs> um, God had wanted the earth to be inhabited completely. That's what he told uh, Noah's, Noah and Noah's sons. He wanted the people to disperse across the world. He wanted the, the world to, uh, to be full. Um, and he said this after the flood. Uh, and already man has a problem. 
because 100 years down the line, instead of dispersing, they say, um, you know, actually, no, let's, let's not do that. Let's, instead of that, let's make a name for ourselves. Let's all gather together and let's, let's build a tower. Um, and it's just, it's, it's honestly a direct rebellion of God. It's, um, it's crazy. And even this is a sin or not, um, I think this is still a strategical blunder. Um, at the time, you know, at the time, majority of people, they believed in God. They, they, they knew God existed. Um, so, and they know God is all-powerful, and he's all-knowing, and he's all-seeing. So if God told the people to do something, you would think it would be followed, because uh, how, why would you not take advice from the greatest being to ever exist? I, I, that does not make any sense to me anyways. If you throw out uh, his instruction or not, it's ridiculous. Uh, so the ignorance of man really took the driver's seat here, and, uh, and God did have the best mindset for his people, um, but instead of following that sound advice, man um, just tossed it out the window. They ignored it. Um, so let's look at another one. Uh, I think the blandness of man. And so in verse 6, I, I kind of got a laugh at this because we see God come down. Um, we see God come down. It says God comes down and kind of inspects man's creation, the Tower of Babel. Um, I think he was, he was pretty disappointed, to say the least. Um, it's in verse uh, see, in verse 6, uh, it says, The Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. So it's almost like um, God is, un- uh, by dispersing them, God is almost unlocking man's imagination almost. It's like they, they gathered, gathered together here, and this is the best thing they came up with, was to build a tower to the sky. I, that's, I, feel, I feel like God almost mocked them for that. Um, it's ridiculous. So he's so basically by God dispersing them and changing their language, he basically just um, gave them a nudge in the right direction um, and said, you know, you guys, you guys got to go imagine some better things to do. This is ridiculous. Oh, um, so man is only an image of God. Uh, man is not the real deal. Um, the greatest creation of the time that man put out was mere garbage, really, compared to what God's power is. Um, in today's age, more than ever, man prides itself on its imagination. You know, we live in the um, we live in the era of creativity, uh, the era I think it's called the era of information, uh, the information age. Um, so, man's technology and its power are definitely at its highest level that we know of, anyways. Um, however, man is still the same. No matter what it puts out, no matter what it creates, man at heart is still the same as it was now, as back then. Um, man is still the image of its creator. Man is created in God's image, but sin has distorted and diluted that image. Um, and man can compare itself to God all at once, but it's kind of like looking at a misshapen mirror that you would see at like a circus, that, you know, that one make you look fat and weird and stuff like that. It, so it's not a clear image of, of God anymore. We have distorted it, and we think, we think we're all that, but we're honestly, it's... Um, we're, it, we're, we can't compare ourselves, and, and man will never get that concept at all. Man's, man's imagination is bland as still bread compared to God's creation. God created everything in six days. He crafted everything to perfection, and everything, like if you just think about that, he created and crafted everything, every single atom in six days, and still man tries to compare its creation that it's building using God's resources that he created so it's, it's really um, a little bit weird when you try to think about that. Um, so uh, let's move on next. Uh, the power of man. 
a tower, uh, the tower that was built to the sky, the Tower of Babel, could mean a couple of different things uh, for what man's purposes were. One could be uh, speculated, a commentator speculated that um, since they built the tower next to water, uh, they could have feared of another flood occurring. Um, no, this is more, more just a speculation, but this also, if this is true, this is also another direct rebellion against God um, because God already promised them, God already put a covenant down that he said, well, I'm not going to flood the earth again. Um, so already they say, oh, we don't, we don't trust God. We don't trust you. Um, well, I'm already throwing, we're already throwing your uh, covenant you made us out the driver's seat, or, or out the window, sorry. <laughs> Um, they would have no trust in God at all. Another meaning could be um, is that this is a direct sign of rebellion and a showing of power, which is uh, it's already what it is. Um, the Bible says that they built a tower to heaven. Uh, this, the Tower of Babel, um, is man's crowning achievement right now. It's it's the ultimate uh, what's the ultimate structure of the world right now. It's the tallest skyscraper. Um, it's raw powered. The man's raw powered funneled into this project, the crowning achievement but it was in disappointment. When God came down, it's almost like he laughed. And when he saw the structure, he said, this is all you have. God had plans for much more than this building. Uh, God had much more in store, um, but they decided anyways to challenge him. Um, and they challenged him for superiority and saying, look what I can do. I can build a tower to heaven. Uh, I don't need you. I can just do it on my own. I, we don't, we're throwing you out the window. This is, this, is, this is the strength of man. We don't need it. We, our intellect, our creativity, our strength, our power, um, our resources are much more superior. But man's strength is incomparable. It's, in its ultimate display of power, it was brushed away. Man challenged God, and it didn't even come close. Man got absorbed with self so much that pride became too great. The bloated mind of the men decided to challenge God. It made an unwise decision, and the power became quickly deflated and brought back down to earth. So the final um, trait of man, I think, is the pride, kind of builds up to this. Um, this is the last aspect. Um, the pride of man is really its ultimate downfall. Uh, the pride is ultimately a combination of man's various accomplishments, talents, and skills. Now, inherently, those aren't bad. Um, man's pride, um, it, it, it's a choice. Uh, or it's, you really can, we'll get back into that later, though. Um, but man's pride can cover anything. Um, it's amazing the amount of things we can be prideful over, um, you know, competition or comparison-wise. There really can be anything that you can be prideful over. I mean, who can stack the most songbooks? Who can move the most chairs? That goes all the time. You know? uh, many people today perceive pride as a good thing, um, you know, we have pride in our accomplishment. Uh, you, hear that, you hear that statement a lot. Um, thinking pride is something that can give a boost of morale, which it can. Um, pride is, is uh, something that really can boost your spirit and give you uh, confidence. Um, but however, pride is like an addicting drug almost. Um, pride can bloat our heads to the point where we can't tell what our limits are. Um, with pride, we really feel invincible. And we really do. Um, it really feels like you can do anything. Um, the pride of the Tower of Babel, though, was quickly diffused. The pride lifted them up so much they made a, they made a brash decision by building that tower, and they challenged God. Um, they found their limit pretty quickly. Um, 
as they saw God with ease just split them up without even saying or without saying a word. He just gave them all a different language, and they had no idea what to do. And they're like, "All right," and, and "All right, fine, we'll disperse." Um, and they got put into submission. Um, and then here's just a couple other verses just about a warning of pride. First um, Timothy three six says, "Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fell into a combination of the devil." Um, and then also in Proverbs sixteen eighteen we see, uh, "Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall." Obviously, that's a famous verse, um, and it's just other aspects of the Bible just telling us what pride can do. But yeah, so this is a really complicated topic. Um, there actually is a lot of little different factors that can go into this. Um, there's nothing inherently wrong about um, you know power, strength, um, you know intellect, information, or creativity. Uh, but no, those things can be turned into something different when you kind of throw pride into the mix. Um, I think it is. I think it's really good actually for um, a good. I think it's really good and it's really wise for someone to become skilled or talented in a certain area. Uh, I, think, I think if someone is good at something, then they should use it. I think you should be as good as possible as you can with that thing. Um, if, uh, I think people should improve upon themselves at the best of what they can be. I think people should be of strong mind. Uh, I think people always should be looking for areas to learn in. I think people should improve themselves, whatever it be, like physically, uh, whether you're going to the gym or... Maybe it's a physical skill. I think everyone should try to master at least one thing. I think it's good for someone. Um, I also think that it's more important for people to improve on what God wants for them. Um, I add for that more what God has maybe called them to do or said for them to do. Uh, that should really be our priority uh, foremost. Uh, God's will is really, our, uh, is really the most important factor that really should go into this. Um, that should be the thing we focus on first. Um, all these things can be good or bad. Um, the thing is that these skills and talents can be poisoned. Um, and as soon as we are remotely good at something, we can turn it into pride. Um, we claim that we, we can be the best, and there is no one better than us. Um, the reality is that we all should face is that there will always be someone that is bigger, stronger, smarter, uh, you know, more beautiful. And it's just how the world works. There's always going to be someone better than you. So in this case, pride is ultimately uh, pointless, you know. Um, pride is really a waste. It's, it's just a waste. Um, and oh, I think uh, even uh, today's world, it's. I think uh, strength is something we're really missing on. So that's also like a different factor we can throw in here, um, because there is definitely, especially in the U.S., there is a lack of strength. I feel like, and it's more been taken by um, femininity, which I think femininity is. There's nothing wrong with that but it also shouldn't be the main power front of our country. Um, and it's just really sad to see that there is a lack of strength and there's a lack of God in all these things. But um, we also have to balance what strength is because in order to have bring masculinity back or um, you know, be a masculine, we also have to find out what that is. Um, and and, there's, more, and it, there's more than just power and strength. We can't we can't balance out one end and put another weight on the end. We throw it throw it out. You gotta have the balance there, um, and that can be several different things. Strength is more than just power. It's you know 
kindness, um, humility, um, is joy, um, and, and being a leader, but also, you know, sacrificing. Um, and there's just and it's a weird balance that we have to get down because it's always one or the other, I feel like, in the country. Um, but if it's the, it, we just have to balance out these things. It's 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 good to have strength, but it's also we can't let our strength be our our thinker. We can't we can't let our whatever we're good at. We can't let our intellect. Um, we can't put our pride in that. Um, there, we, we have to remain humble. So what can we do with pride? Um, pride is something we will always deal with uh, forever uh, until we die. The question is, what are we going to do with it? Um, everything and anything should be in the name of God. It should be for the glory of God. So with praises and lauds and honors thrown towards us, it should be redirected towards God. Um, instead of taking in praises for yourself, we can redirect that towards God. Um, our skills and talents that we master, it should be in the praise and approval of God. Um, we can't let our pride waste your life. Uh, there's still more to improve on. If you're, if you're uh, fully prideful, you are limiting yourself. You are, you are content with what you are right now, saying, all right, I'm done. I'm the best at this. I'm not going to improve any further because I'm, I'm, what, what, if, I'm, if you're letting pride take control, you're already saying that you're the best. Um, don't let pride stop you. Don't let pride hinder your walk from God. You know, it's fine to be beautiful. It's fine to be strong. It's, it's fine to be skilled. You just can't let pride take over that. You can't let pride take the driver's seat. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to use something here. kind of illustrate this a little better. So I got some cups here. I'm going to stack them up. So on our first layer, uh, let's say we have uh, strength. Okay. So this is, let's say, we'll call him Bob. And he, his basis of life is strength. And now his second layer is going to be, uh, let's say, uh, sports, skills at sports. Um, and then let's see, this maybe looks. And at the top we'll say job. And so this is what his mountain of achievement looks like. This is his life's work. This is what he built himself upon. Um, this is all his skills and talents that he put out. And this is what he shows off to everyone. Now, all these things are, are good, um, right? I mean, who doesn't, want, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want strength? Who doesn't want, who doesn't want skill? Who doesn't want you know, looks? And who doesn't want to have a good job, right? But if we're building ourselves upon these, uh, ultimately we're going to have pride. And then pride is the poison, and then pride is going to come in here and take everything away, right? So... Ultimately, um, if we build upon our, if we build ourselves upon a weak foundation of our skills, and uh, we are letting ourselves open to pride being uh, our basis, and it's a weak, it, it is a weak, um, it's a weak base, and it will falter. And, um, pride is a poison. If you're not careful, it, it will destroy you in your life. Um, pride can stop your progress. And God is the wise leader, and he's the wise director. He knows the potential you have, and he wants to help. And, but you have to let him guide. Um, and you have to change your pride, and you have to change that into humility. Um, and you've got to take humility instead of being satisfied with your accomplishments 
and then boasting them, you have to continue to learn and work. And you have to put the, you have to learn, um, you, have to, you have to continue to walk in God. And you have to work on your relationship with Christ. Work on the areas that he directs you. Uh, work on the calling he has. You've got to humble yourself. And you have to accept that you still have a lot to learn. We all do. Um, and there is always something. There's always something new that you can learn. Um, never settle. Never settle. Uh, and fill with pride. Pride will only hinder you. Uh, and you know, hinder greatly your relationship with God. You can't build yourself upon that. Um, no matter how good you are at something or how good you may think you are at something, um, you're, you're not going to be the best. Um, I know that sounds cruel, um, but you, it's the sad truth and the sad reality. Um, but that also doesn't say that you shouldn't work on those things. Like that, I'm also not discouraging you from being good at anything. You should be good. You should, you should be good at something. You should improve. Um, but you can't let pride um, you can't let pride take over. So your Tower of Babel is not as grand as you make it out to be. It is insignificant compared to the almighty power of God. Let's pray. Um, Lord, I just...